Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, B'zat Hashem, we're learning Pekei Avot here. We're at Perak Dalid, Mishnah Yurchet. And Mishnah Yurchet, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar teaches us a very important rule, four rules actually, about dealing with people, when you deal with people. Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar was the, a friend of Rabbi Yudah Nasi, and he was a student of Rabbi Meir. Now he tells us very four important rules, and the common theme of these rules is, which I think is a very, very important rule, is that Sort of what we just discussed. If you go to do something nice for somebody else, who are you doing it for? Are you doing it for him or for you? For him. For him. Right. Obviously. We all know that. If you're doing it for him, you have to do it in a way that is really good for him. Mm-hmm. Now, what I just said is obvious. It's obvious. We all know that. And yet, we break this all the time. We do things for other people that we think we might even convince ourselves are good for them, but really we're doing it in a way that perhaps is good for us. And as we go through this Mishnah, we'll go through to understand that as we see in the Mishnah. So let's see. Do not comfort your friend. or That's not the word. Do not appease your friend. When he's upset. You see somebody upset. So you decide, you know what, I'm going to do a big mitzvah. I'm going to calm him down. So what are you going to do? He's very fuming, fuming, upset. Run over to him and start to calm him down. The problem is, what's going to happen if you go while the guy's fuming? He's so upset at something. Not only is it likely he's not going to listen, you might even make him more upset. You know what it's like? If there's a fire, oh, you take a liquid, take water, pour it out. Water's great. The problem is if you take gasoline to pour it out, you make the fire bigger. So it's the same thing. If you see your friend is upset, that's not the time to go calm him down. Give him a few minutes. Let him breathe. Let him process. And then afterwards, you could try your luck in terms of calming him down. But it doesn't work that way to calm him down at the time that he's angry. And I just want to reflect for a second. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? He's upset. Let him relax. So you think you're going to do a great thing. And you might even be mistaken. You're not doing intentionally. But what's really good for him? What's really good for him is he needs a few minutes to breathe. After that, you'll be effective and successful in trying to calm him down. But until then, if you don't give him a few minutes, it's going to be worse for him if you go over to him to calm him down. Because what could end up happening is either, like you said, he won't listen to you, or even worse, you'll make him even more upset. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. You have to feel out the situation. But as a rule, if you see somebody's fuming, beyond reason, don't get involved at that point. Let him calm down. He needs to calm down. And then comfort him. Then try to calm down. Well, not true. Because sometimes you'll calm down from your initial, your original anger, but you're still upset about something. So when you discuss it after, when you're calm, things are relaxed, it's the same if two people are fighting. If you try to resolve a conflict and two people are fighting, very often that makes it worse. If I'm upset at you and we're fighting, and we're upset, we're in the heat of the moment, that's not the time that we (laughs) work things out. We go home, take a nap we come back after when we're more level-headed we still upset at each other but we can we can we can figure it out then in the heat of the moment what ends up happening is you just start insulting each other and, and it doesn't get anywhere it's worse because then we get even more upset that's the first point 
You and Yosef? Chas v'shalom. Chas v'shalom. We don't have to talk about him. All right, let's continue. That's the first point. Number two. Now we're going to talk about if someone passes away. So we know when someone passes away, there's a special mitzvah of nichum avelim. What's nichum avelim? You go over to someone and comfort them, comforting the mourner. Don't comfort a person when the dead person's in front of him. Meaning, if someone just suffered a real loss and the dead person's in front of him, could either literally or figuratively, he's in the immediate loss, that's not the time to comfort the person. Again, it's a similar idea is let him process. Let him be for a few minutes. Yeah. Sometimes it might be, but you give him first a few minutes. By the way, there's actually halachot about talking. There's even some halachot in the, in the Beit Avel. There's certain times in the beginning of Avelut that he's not even supposed to talk. He can't say hello, you can't say hello to him, etc. He needs time to process. He needs time to breathe. People start getting involved right away. You're not going to be successful in comforting. Now, you might feel like you're doing a big mitzvah, but if you're looking out for what's good for him, let him breathe, let him process, let him feel a little bit calm, and then you could comfort him. That's two. Three, and this is talking about if somebody makes a neder. Neder is a vow. So there's a whole mesech, the mesech at nedarim, that talks about this. What's the halacha if somebody makes a neder? Something's prohibited to him. And then later he decides, you know, uh, I made a mistake. I, I wasn't thinking, uh, what could he do? How can he have that removed? Hafarat nedarim or she'elat chacham. The Gemara says, you can go to a chacham, Tamir chacham knows the halachot, and you can ask she'ela, which means you could say, look, I have regret, I didn't realize if I accept this neder, this is going to be what happens, etc. So look what happens. Guy makes a neder, and you see he made the neder. You run away right away to him and say, oh, but look, I'm going to tell you how you can get out of this neder. It's the wrong thing to do. Why is it the wrong thing to do? Because when people are making nedarim, very often it's because they're upset. They're heated. They're fired up by something. Sometimes not. But very often, you make a neder. Actually, the Gemara even talks about between man and his wife. Sometimes that could happen. At that moment that he's fired up, he's not going to listen to what you have to say. If anything, you run over to him and say, I'll help you out to get rid of this neder. You know what he's going to say? I'm accepting this neder regardless of what anybody says. But then he just doubled down. Now that he doubled down, when he goes to a chacham later, it's going to be much harder for the chacham to find a good reason to get rid of it. So you're trying to help him, but you're going to make it worse. So it's a similar theme. Let him be. Let him process and then attempt to assist him. Let's read that inside. Don't assist him in removing the nether when he's just made the nether. Let him process and then hopefully later he'll have a real way to get it removed if he wants. And the fourth idea is and this is a tremendous lesson. Don't uh, look at don't attempt to look at somebody when when he's sinning, when he's in a bad state. Means if somebody is involved in something he shouldn't be involved with. And everybody, we know it, he knows it, etc. You shouldn't be going and watching him doing that. Now why shouldn't you be going and watching him involved in that in that situation? Bisha'at kilkalato, like kalkala, kilkul. In the time that he's ruining himself, means when he's sinning, when he's acting inappropriately, don't look at him. Don't put effort to look at him. Now why shouldn't you try to look at him? 
Don't look at him. Somebody's sinning. Obviously, he does the wrong thing. Most people, when they sin, they know I'm doing the wrong thing. We're not talking. Somebody needs to be told right or wrong. Fine, that's a different thing. But somebody's sinning. He already feels bad. Right? It already feels I'm doing the wrong thing. I know I'm doing the wrong thing, and I have to fix my. But now that people saw. It's almost like, okay, this is what I am already. People know this is what I am, and it makes it almost more confirmed. So what the Mishnah is telling us, sometimes you look away. Pretend like you didn't see. It's better. You don't make him feel so bad, because once you make him feel so bad, maybe that confirms the reality, and it reinforces the negative behaviors that already exist. It's very interesting with kids. I find this with kids. Sometimes, like, one of my daughters is doing something she shouldn't be doing. Now, I can do two things. Either I can show that I realize what's going on, or I could pretend like I don't know exactly what's going on. So if it's something that I need to get involved with, I need to get involved with. But sometimes it's not really that important, and she'll learn her lesson on her own. She's smart enough to figure that out. Sometimes it's better I just look away. Because if I just look away, she'll figure it out. Sometimes, I say sometimes. She'll figure it out on her own, and then she won't know that I'm disappointed in her, or that I have to correct her. So there won't be the negative reinforcement, and she'll figure it out on her own. It's sometimes we all have to know what the situation is. Sometimes we do need to get involved. They don't know what they're doing is the wrong thing necessarily. It's an example. Well, what's an example? I just said an example. Oh, oh no, I just said yeah, yeah, yeah. What's an example? I don't know. Like I'll give you a good. I'll give you an example. I see one kid bothering the other. One kid's bothering the other. They know they're not supposed to bother each other. Now, if it's something that I need to get involved with, like one of them's being really annoyed and she can't answer back, she can't take care of herself, fine, I'll get involved. But if I don't know, but if I know that they could fend for themselves and they'll be okay, let them figure it out. Let them figure it out. What does she need me? To, what does she need to know that I'm disappointed in her? Also, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. If it helps, so then I'll get involved. If it doesn't help, so then I'm just making her feel bad, knowing that her father's disappointed in her. Or I have to get involved and say something bad, uh, strong against her. It's not necessary. So, so I'm saying, depending on the situation, but if you see that somebody, it's not going to help by getting involved, it's better not to get involved. Let them figure it out. So, It's not saying you don't know about it. Don't show that you're seeing. Don't show that you're seeing. Meaning sometimes it's better just to say, I don't really see. As if I... When are they going to figure it out? Depends on the situation. That's how smart your kids are. Or, or maybe in the immediate, too. If I have a history, I know that my kid can figure this out. They can work it out on their own. Example. Don't show them. Yeah. Don't show them that you're, you see their disgrace. Don't show them you see their detriment. It's a big lesson also. Now, we don't need to be involved in everybody else's situation all the time. Actually, very often it's better to stay out. Very often. But if it's something positive, get involved. If it's something negative, what are you getting involved for? It's, it's to stay away. Stay away from it. It's not... All right, we'll stop here. Stop the show and pick up with your tent tomorrow. Everybody have a wonderful day.